When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that time. Hey, Mitch. Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Talking Big Red. Unleash the fury, Mitch. Unleash the fury! On Hail Varsity Radio. Gotta love it. It is Mitch Sherman time from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, I, I got to ask you, Todd always emails in and, and calls me soft. So I'm going to read this email. Then I'm going to ask you a question. Did I hear you're sporting a stocking cap? This is Todd to me. You're probably outside a total of two minutes all day, I bet. <laughs> so prissy. We knew that about you, though. You thought we didn't. <laughs> got to love you, Todd. Todd also has a arm wrestling um, stand. In his, in his garage and was going to come wrestle, arm wrestle uh, Elijah last week at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. Mitch, have you put a stocking hat on today or no? He has an arm wrestling stand in his garage? Yeah, he used to be on the pro circuit, I think, Todd, listener oh. Todd. So I'm, I'm not going to call Todd out or, or shout back. I'm just going to say, yes, sir, I am a little prissy because I'm, I'm cold. I'm not used to mid-30s yet. I mean, you don't want to mess with professional arm wrestlers. Uh, I, <laughs> Four I have not pros. worn a stocking cap today. Yesterday, I was outside at a ridiculous hour for an extended period of time. Because you were working out like at 4.30 or 5 a.m., yeah. aren't you? Yeah. yeah, and I did wear a stocking cap yesterday morning, but not today. Because much like how Todd has assessed the situation with you, <laughs> my outside time was limited to... Short one to two minute walks from my car into warm buildings, and in those situations, I don't deem it necessary to wear a stocking cap. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have not been outside. But you should do it if you want to. I mean, I think that's there's no reason to criticize you for making that choice. I've worn stocking caps for about twelve years here. Well, I think stylistically it works. It's it's also like freaking 90 degrees in my little suite over here. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how you're feeling across the glass on I'm, your end, I'm, I'm cozy. It is absolutely brutal in here right now. There's no space <laughs> here. So I, I couldn't pull out the stocking cap, but at some point this year I will, and it's not because it's cold inside. It's not because we're working outdoors. It's just because it's wintertime, and stylistically I can. It's it's about the, the outfit, really. You, can. you yeah. can pull it off. I can pull it <laughs> off. Yeah, Thanks. I like it. I don't like the modesty there. You can't, you just, yes, you can. <laughs> some people can't wear a stocking cap, but you can, Elijah. Elijah's going to wear a skull cap and some flannel, and, and you take him on. Uh, it's it, going to be one of those lumberjack-type games Saturday, Mitch. Let's talk a little bit about Michigan State and Nebraska. Uh, worry meter is what right now? Do you think... Is it always at least at five for this Nebraska team, or do you kind of consider the opponent a little more as we get deeper into the season? Michigan State's been reeling for a while. Five to the base, I think, unless it's uh, Louisiana Tech or Northern Illinois on the schedule, and then you maybe put the base down to like a three. But mm-hmm. in this situation, it's uh, it starts at five, and and I might then I might ramp it up to like a six 
the, the worry meter. I mean, we didn't hear from Heinrich Harburg today. Not that we always hear from Heinrich Harburg on Tuesdays, but, you know, I, I just based on Matt Rule's comments on Monday and the condition that we saw Harburg in after the game on Saturday, you know, I think he's still licking his wounds a bit. Not to suggest at all that, that he won't be ready to play. I think he will be ready to play on Saturday morning in East Lansing, but he maybe not a hundred percent, you know, he might, he may be uh, still feeling some effects from a few of the hits that he sustained against Purdue. So it's, uh, that ramps up the worry meter, maybe a one notch you're going on the road. Um, you know, Michigan state, I think you can look at them a couple of ways. You can look at them as a team that's Oh, and six and reeling since the first two games of the year, since Mel Tucker was, suspended and then and then later fired in amidst the the losing streak um or you can kind of see them as like a wounded animal backed into a corner a little bit here they're at home uh this this uh you know might be an opportunity for them to unleash a little bit and play some decent football and all of these games in their six game losing streak have not been uh mismatches they've been ahead as as tony white the nebraska defensive coordinator mentioned today They've been ahead or, or close in several of these games going into the fourth quarter. So I don't really look at Nebraska and think that there's reason to believe that the Huskers are going to go and win this one by 17 or 20 points. I think it's going to be a close game, and, and those are always a little worrisome. Mitch, does it feel like Nebraska is on the other side of, of what other teams felt playing Nebraska over the past couple of years? When you look at Michigan State, their issues on special teams – They've had leads going into the fourth quarter, and they find a way to lose. It kind of feels like that same Nebraska story that we've seen over the past couple of years. Is Nebraska finally on the other side of, you know what, get to the fourth quarter and let this other team go shoot themselves in the foot because they've shown that's what they do this year? Or is that too harsh on Michigan State? Well, that's been Michigan State for the last few weeks. But I'm not convinced that isn't still Nebraska in the right circumstance. Now, you're not going to play a spectacular fourth quarter every week. I mean, Georgia doesn't do that. They just happen to have so much more talent than everyone that they win 25 straight and two consecutive national championships. But not everybody, you don't get optimum performance every week. So let's not just assume because Nebraska's won a few games and, and they're on the cusp of bowl eligibility here that all of a sudden you know the problems from past seasons are completely gone and, and you're never going to see a team that has a flat beginning or, or, or struggles to put a team away at the end. I think Nebraska's very much... Uh, subject to those kind of those kind of problems still in this early stage of growth under Matt Rule, but yeah, Michigan State, you, the, the shoes on the other foot. If there's a team that you'd expect going into this matchup to be one that's going to lose the game for itself, you know, invent a way to lose the game. Go, I, I'd look at Michigan State first, just based on the way that it's gone. I mean, six last last six games, one team's five and one, the other's zero and six. So you can kind of get a sense of what the mojo is like in the locker rooms before this thing kicks off on Saturday morning for both teams. Mitch Sherman's with us from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter is where you follow him and can check out uh, his podcast with uh, Bill Dolman, the uh, the Average Joe Sports Show. Pretty awesome stuff. I want to ask you about the quarterback situation with Harburg and say he's not 100% or he struggles or he just – gets dinged, all right? Where does Nebraska go after that? Do they look at Chubba? Do they look at Sims? 
Those are the two names. It's one of those two. I don't, <laughs> You're like, <laughs> next two, question? <laughs> those are the two guys who are going to be on the trip. So it's not going to be Emmett Johnson. Uh, <laughs> no Wildcat? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Although maybe for a play if they need it. But it's not going to be Anthony Grant. I, I That's a great question. And, you know, I, I, I kind of asked this question today and – and writing some unfiltered thoughts as Nebraska goes into November for a, a piece on the athletic. And, and, you know, I suggested there, so I'll say it here, that it could be Chubba Purdy. That perhaps the Jeff Sims experiment has reached a place where Nebraska would not feel comfortable putting him into a close game. Now, a 24-6 to game like it did last week against Purdue, you're more comfortable. But... You saw what happened there. It went from 24-6 to 24-14 without Purdue's offense needing to touch the ball in a very short period of time. So you, there comes a point where you, you just don't continue to do that to your to Sims, first of all, and then also just the rest of the team. Because when he's been in, generally unfortunate things have happened for Nebraska. It's not to say that Chubba Purdy is going to come out and produce something that is uh, that, that that's that's better. He, he's played hardly at all. What in one game this year? I think for a snap or two. So that's also a, would be a difficult situation to put him in if 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 Harburg were to need to miss some time this Saturday. And if you ask Chubba Purdy to go in and, and take over, it's you know you don't want to put too much too much pressure on him. But I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, I'll put it that way, if they need a backup quarterback and we see we see Purdy going out there. Now, Mitch, whenever we're, we're talking about Harburg here, and you kind of alluded to this early in the interview, he didn't meet with the media today. As far as we know, he doesn't have a, a secret broken jaw, correct? <laughs> well, no. That's, uh, I think those things are limited to a, to a, a previous era, and, and we <laughs> had that with Adrian Martinez. You know, we're talking about Michigan State this week. That was two years ago at Michigan State when – Martinez suffered the broken jaw, and then they hit it. And, and and you know that's now that's now just part of the part of the part of the record, part of the factual record is that Nebraska in 2021 hit that broken jaw for a good chunk of the season. I don't think, and it finally came out after the Ohio State game when when it was mentioned on air by the Fox broadcast, and, and Scott Frost then was forced into talking about it with that without Adrian Martinez knowing that it was going to happen. So. It, we're opening some old wounds here. I don't think that's I don't that's that's dysfunction at its at its highest right there. Well, I shouldn't say it's highest. But that's dysfunction at a high level, and and it can always be higher. And that that's not. I don't I don't believe. I don't have any reason or any thought at all to that that that's that we're we're dealing with something like that here. I mean, Heinrich looked okay after the game. He didn't look great, but I don't think he had his jaw wired shut. So uh, he's or. <laughs> He's he's in better shape, I would think, than what Martinez was a couple years ago after taking a an equally vicious hit. But that's that's uh, you know, that's not to downplay what he might be what he might be dealing with. I think that, that he's had some things to work through this week. I think the best way to figure out the extent of that injury is asking him: Is your pregame playlist does it feature "Through the Wire" by Kanye West? If so, <laughs> right, you never know. Mitch, but. sixty seconds. Your Big Ten West mosh pit. Give me your top three teams right now. Well, I'd put offensive coordinator lists or lame duck offensive coordinator Iowa at the 
top right now. I think despite all the turmoil over there and heard more about that today from Kirk Ferentz, who doesn't sound like a happy camper about what happened with his, between his athletic director and his son slash offensive coordinator yesterday. Despite all that, I think Iowa is still the, the favorite looking at the schedule. I'd put Wisconsin, too. Uh, watching Wisconsin last week hang relatively close against Ohio State, that was uh, you know enough to make me think that they belong in the discussion among the top teams in the West. They're at three and two, and then Nebraska uh, right now. I'd probably put it third, and then that's mm-hmm. and that's saying something because Minnesota beat Nebraska, but hey, they won five out of six, and that's mm-hmm. that's really all you need to need in that argument. Mitch, we'll see you in East Lansing. Thanks for a few minutes today. All right, good to talk to you guys. All right, there he is, Mitch Sherman, with us. We didn't even get into him about uh, black licorice or candy corn. That's all right, though. We will hear from Dabo Sweeney. His press conference was today. His coach's show was yesterday. We'll get to your stream questions and comments. Promise you we'll do that next before we get to Dabo. But, uh, yeah, Dabo got lit up. And then he asked uh, what everyone was going as for Halloween. And uh, they said the caller from uh, from Clemson Radio. <laughs> 